0: Welcome to Podcast 2187. Enjoy the show and don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection.
1: It's time for Podcast 2187!
0: Yay!
1: I think someone just made Prinkles stay.
0: Yay! It's fantastic! Best <laughs> podcast
1: ever! Not just Star Wars podcast, but just best podcast. Yes, best podcast ever. Can't you hear? <laughs> just, I'm reiterating for clarity's sake
0: everyone can hear me fine it's you that's got the accent
1: oh I see okay I'm fine with that accents are cool yeah <laughs> uh, I like to think that that's not Mark coming in but that's just Pringles after a few whiskeys
0: he threw the phone at me and ran away oh
1: okay well Best hey Mark podcast <laughs> ever
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: is she, is Pringles, are you crying?
0: No. Oh, well, we're a bit sad. we got some sad news to talk about.
1: We do. You That's some, true.
0: Some firings in the Star
1: Wars universe. I don't know if I'd call it that. Yeah, I don't think you'd call it that either, to be honest. I think Man, call it like... How fast does Pringles toss the phone? Uh, he's got a...
0: Uh, come on.
1: Let's not play games here. Best
0: podcast ever.
1: <laughs> so, Mark, yeah, I'm gonna start with I'm, you because screw I'm good, I'm good. You're good. Yeah,
0: I'm good. I just That's had nice. myself a bowl of uh, Star Wars cereal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's always awesome to uh, eat a bowl of cereal with uh, Kylo Ren uh, looking into fruity flavored <laughs> cereal with marshmallows and other natural flavors. If that doesn't say Caloran right there, <laughs> I don't know what else does.
1: Especially the yeah, just the, it's the word fruity that really does it. Y- yeah. I mean yep. he's so full of you know life. Here,
0: here's, here's what I have. Here's what I have in my um um in my cereal cabinet. I I don't really have a cabinet just for cereal, but I don't know what else to say. I was gonna
1: ask about that.
0: <laughs> no, no, I've got Star Wars cereal. I've got Quaker oatmeal squares. And I've got two boxes, two boxes, one's unopened for whatever reason, of Travis Scott's Reese's Puffs. Whoa. Yeah, it was a thing. People were selling them uh, online for some money. My son wanted them, so he paid me for them, and uh, he's not eating them, so, so I'm not what, eating them.
1: What's the expiration date on the Travis Scott Reese's Oh,
0: come on. There is not an expiration date on most foods, oh, do you know
1: that? No, yeah, yeah no, I know. I'm just curious what it it's is, best, how long it's, it's been there. It's a
0: best buy. It's not an yeah.
1: no, yeah, yeah no, and I know, and I do get the whole thing. I'm just curious what it is. I still have until uh, oh, <laughs> oh, no,
0: I, I still got till next year, August 23rd, 2020. Okay, All right, yeah. I, I saw August, I was like, what?
1: <laughs> so, uh, as you or you or Pringles, somebody I think Pringles alluded to before, we do have some news that we'll, we'll be getting to and discussing about. Star Wars. Uh, but I actually yeah. want to get something else first before we do that real quick. Do um, it. Okay. Okay. Whoa. That sounded like Pringles was super ghetto. No. No. With a, no. With a pistol. Like that sounded like. Angry. <laughs> All right. Um, resistance. We have a new yeah. episode for that. And I, I just kind of want to give Mark your minute to discuss your resistance thoughts.
0: Did you watch it, Tim? I did. Okay. So. Uh, Welcome to Mark's Resistance Minute. <laughs> no, does this doesn't sound good? Okay, anyway. Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, Resistance. I I loved it. Yeah. I'm, I'm really I'm really enjoying this season. Uh, I was mentioning uh, it to a uh, friend of the show. He was on a couple weeks ago. Ellie Kings, Drew. Uh, about it. he's tired of it already. He he, he only gave it like four four episodes, and now he's uh oh really? Well, he's like this is another person that you trust who turns out to stab you in the back. We've seen it before. Blah 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 blah. But, I mean, you know, there's only so many types of stories you're really gonna get at the end of the day. But the interesting thing about it all is, you know, tell us a little bit more about Niku. He's uh, mm-hmm. he's definitely a fan favorite, but. You don't really see much of him. There's not Niku. There's not really many Niku-centric episodes, is there? No. All right. So, so you've got that.
1: It was kind of uh, meta when he says something about how like I don't really talk about myself or something.
0: Right. Right. And then you know you found out that his parents were uh, uh, bantha herders, which made me think that he's from Tatooine. But apparently, he's not. Would have been cool if he was, though. Would have been much yeah. cooler if you were. That's my horrible Matthew McConaughey. Uh, <laughs> so, or much would have been much cooler if you did.
1: I, I do guess. under I do understand what Drew was saying about we've seen it before, and yeah, that that's certainly true. At this point in the series, I don't see Resistance doing anything that we haven't seen before. At this point, like it's not a groundbreaking type of show for Star Wars. It's well, well, how
0: many episodes? How many episodes is it?
1: Oh, I don't this even season,
0: know. Do we know? Is it 12, 20? Cause last season was kind of a short season, wasn't it?
1: Honestly, I, I, like 15, I check to see if I have them to watch. And if I do, then I watch them. So I don't really know.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah. But yeah, I am, I, if they're there, I do watch them.
0: Well, the whole conceit anyways, is kind of based off of, uh, off of, um, <sighs> Robotech as it is. And then, I don't know where the really different group of people having to work together comes from. I mean, obviously it's not one specific thing. It's kind of happened all over the place where enemies have to work together. I mean, there's a movie enemy mind to where two people shipwrecked, you know, an alien, two aliens, a human and an alien have to work together in order to get off the planet or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of a common trope. So, so pirates working with, you know, the people who tried to rob you and raid you are now helping you you know uh, uh, fight off somebody else it, it 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 it's happened in other media,
1: yeah. I mean, I don't see this, especially this episode as being like gonna be Emmy nominated for excellence in writing no. for something, but I don't think it's supposed to be. you know it says it is familiar, and it's it's almost like comfort food at this point for Star Wars, so and it's still a kids show, yeah. And and it's
0: still even a kid show that's geared towards younger kids than Clone Wars was or Rebels was. So so there's yeah. definitely that. And then uh, you know it's also in a way showing us a little bit of what Star Wars can be uh, besides just lightsabers and the Skywalker saga because that seems to be one of the issues going forward. I've talked about it. Other people have talked about it. Is that is that, you know, what can what can Star Wars be?
1: Yeah, I was actually thinking about that at one point when I think when Kaz was walking around looking for the uh, uh, plug thing that he thought the pirates were siphoning power away kind of thing. Um, and he, he was looking at the plugs and, and just for some reason it hit me. I was thinking about Ezra at that point. And I'm like, yeah, we really we don't have any lightsabers really in this series and i hadn't really thought about that until then when i was just thinking about ezra and how it would be different with him so it it the, the thing is this is weird to say but like i don't miss it i would think i would because that's a huge part of what i like about star wars is the whole jedi lightsaber force side of it but i really i'm 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 enjoying it fine without it i'm not missing it at this point with this series
0: yeah it's I, am. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm missing I'm missing lightsabers in general, but also I, I do appreciate that they're trying something different. Yeah, because, you know, at, at this point, there's got to be. Star Wars is falling into that trap of, of where. It's very shoehorned as as one type of thing, you know, you, you look at the reason the reason right now Marvel is so successful is because it can really be just about anything. You know, and, and as it expands more and more, you know, Marvel's successful, but it takes that kernel of, of name recognition and then treats you to a story that may be far removed from, you know, Iron Man's the first one. Look at Doctor Strange. It's completely different. You know, uh, Star Wars may not have that thing yet. Uh, Mandalorian might be the real first shot that we have at something being set in the Star Wars universe with Star Wars with familiar Star Wars locales, but not but not being a real, you know. Yeah. Not, not being Jedi, obviously. I mean, Resistance doesn't either, but it's still set in the time frame of the movies.
1: Well, it's funny, because we have this, I mean, if you think about it, we have this entire fictional, even, galaxy. And the reason I say fictional is because your possibilities expand even more. Um, full of everything that you can possibly imagine, honestly. And it makes sense that so much of it is focused on the Jedi and Light and Forest and all that because that's our initial introduction to the series is the main character trying to become one of them. And then we get the story of what happened before it about his father, who was one of them. And, you know, it makes sense because that's the focus for us as viewers. But if you want to expand it, I mean, there are so many ways and possibilities to do that, and it really extends the life of the series and of the stories you can tell when you look beyond this thing that's really kind of rare of all the people in the galaxy, you know?
0: Well, and let's let's talk real quick about, about um, something else uh, that has to do with this, but also uh, it's, it's a different topic. Uh, you know, Bob Iger said recently, it's not really anything we didn't hear of before, but He's kind of saying less is more with Star Wars. You know, Star Wars isn't Marvel as far as pumping things out. Yeah. Um, and what I do... It's like special.
1: Ahead, no, he says something about how it's, it's more special than common or something like that. It,
0: it It is, but at the same time, I really think going forward, you know, and we've said this, I think we've said this ad nauseum almost, but Disney Plus is really going to be the proving ground or the training ground for, for what... Star Wars can be yeah you, you know you could have a job of the Hutt uh you could have a Joker type movie or series with criminals in Star Wars Absolutely.
1: you know
0: you know what I mean you can really take something that you you're like I don't know if I want to spend 200 million to put this on a big screen but you could put it on Disney plus uh you could you could definitely have it to be where you know you see if there's an audience for this type of thing at, at a at a reduced cost, and uh, you know you, you see what people respond to, and, and and you you look at what we're getting. We, we're getting two seasons of Mandalorian. They're already filming the second season. We're getting uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. We're getting the casting and Endor series. We're getting in the span of probably two years. I think I, I assume that everything will be out within two two years, maybe two and a half years. Right. We're getting more hours of live action Star Wars than we've gotten from all the films together.
1: Am I wrong on that? Uh, That's my understanding. I mean,
0: yeah, I I mean, I think it's pretty accurate. You're going to get six episodes of Obi Wan. It's almost six hours. You're going to get how many episodes is is, uh, Mandalorian? Eight?
1: Yeah, I think so. Eight or I don't think it's 11.
0: Let's say it's eight. So it's two seasons, 16 hours. You've got, you know, Obi Wan's six. So you're looking at 22. Then you throw in Captain Andor, it's probably another eight, maybe. So you're looking at 30 hours of, of, you know, three shows, four seasons, 30 hours. That's far more yeah, than what we've got now.
1: Well, and another thing, too, about just, again, expanding what they can do here. You know, Star Wars itself is not a story. It's a universe and it's a setting. So you can tell any story that you want in that setting and still make it Star Wars. Now, over time, you know, you don't want to throw something too crazy in there right off the bat. But over time, like so you can make anything you want into it. You can have a, a story. You mentioned Joker with Jabba the Hutt. You can have a completely original character that has exactly the same story as Joker and make it a Star Wars setting and make him the new supervillain. And everyone's happy if you do it right. Like, you can tell yeah. any story that you want and if you are authentic to the setting of Star Wars, you're good.
0: There's any there's anything within, you know, all those little stories we used to hear before, you know, or the books that were like Tales of the Bounty Hunter, Tales from Mos Eisley Cantina, Tales from Jabba the Hutt's Palace, you know, anything like that or anything that you could dream of that fits within that universe. You know, you could have a Lor San Tekka, a young Lor San Tekka series where he's out like Searching for you could almost even make it a travel show, you know? <laughs> <laughs> to where he's like, you know, what is it, exploration unknown or something? He was like, hi, this is Laura Santeca. I'm looking at old Jedi temples. You, you could, you could do anything. Yeah. You know, there's, there's really, there's really not a limit on what they could do. It's just, you know, what are they going to do?
1: Now, having said that, make like you said, making it a theater experience. Is not something that you want to do every six months, but uh, through whatever mediums you have available to you, especially with Disney Plus and whatever you want to do, you can. You just need to get the right people behind you to do it.
0: Yeah, because you because you're also looking at, looking in hindsight. Rogue One, Rogue One was perfect for um, for the movie theater. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. Solo might not have been solo might have been a might have been far better as a six hour uh miniseries
1: i mean i have heard people say that personally i i i'm perfectly happy with it as a movie and i like it that way but it's I a get great it's a great that. movie but would you have liked to see more i don't i mean i don't know really I mean, like, if they make a sequel or something like cool, if they make if they have a mini series on Disney Plus, cool. Um, but I'm fine with what they did. Like they had a story to tell of younger Han, and they did, and you can leave it at that, and that's fine. I don't think it necessarily needs to be more than it was by making it a series initially.
0: What? Say that again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, was saying, I don't think it needs to be more than what it was um, right off the bat like if they made a series right off the bat for example you'd have more than double what we have in the movie I don't think we need no, that I, much
0: no I get what you're saying and I agree with you on that but, but is there a place to where you could go okay we've got Solo now I'm sure there's something from there that could have made a better movie you know what I mean no. Do you, <laughs> No, well, what I mean is do you think that we're ever going to get spin-offs of the Disney Plus series as movies?
1: Oh, like like some series does well on Disney Plus and then ends up being in a theatrical release movie.
0: Right. Like like, like let's say for example, you've got the story that's in Solo, right? Mhm. And then the movie is Him versus Crimson Dawn. Or him meeting I up with boba Fett, you know, you've established the world, and now here's the thing that needs to be on the big screen.
1: You know, I mean, I can see where that would work for us as fans, but I don't see that working, uh, being too plausible on the production side.
0: So you don't see it like, you don't see reverse cross-pollinization in the sense?
1: Like, again, for us as fans, sure, go for it. We'll enjoy it. But I don't think that that's something they're going to commit to right now. So
0: that's, see, that's the problem they're going to have, then. That's a big problem they're going to have. Because you, you can, conceivably, like with Marvel, for example, right? Yeah. You can have Ms. Marvel or She-Hulk or whatever uh, have their own series, and then you can have them show up as Avengers, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that guy, or I like that girl, or I like that character. You know what I mean? Yeah. I saw them on on Disney Plus. You can't do that for Star Wars, you don't think?
1: Well, for like like characters and stuff, I, I can see there being crossover. I mean, like with uh, um, uh, Saw Gerrera being in both animated series and games and movies, and he's all over the place. I can see that type of thing working where there's a character who's introduced by a Disney Plus series, who maybe even is popular enough to to show up as a side character like you know let's just say bodhi was introduced in a disney plus series first and then he makes his way into being a side character in rogue one i can see something like that happening but i don't know if you're going to have an original character have his or her own series in disney plus and then go wow this one's really popular let's give the a, a single movie theatrical release to this person I think if they make a movie for somebody like that, it will also be exclusive to Disney Plus.
0: Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's certainly possible. And and, oh. and and again and again after a while, you know, you may really not need uh, Star Wars. May not be a the- much of a theatrical thing.
1: Well, I, I was just thinking. I wonder how much more they're going to be willing to do and risks they'll be willing to take, given their platform now with disney plus i mean like we know like mandalorian would not exist like it does if it weren't for that um and mandalorian so far looks pretty damn gorgeous it does it really does like like, it looks like you're not really going to notice any difference experiencing it here versus in a theater with the full movie it looks the same to me
0: and i'm curious what the cost is on that like like what is it comparably to uh you know, is the eight episodes cheaper than a movie?
1: I mean, we know that they have saved money where they can by reusing things from other sets from you know, a jJ set or something like that. Um, but, I feel like we're not going to experience any loss in quality with this series
0: well, and and i st- I still think that the way to go, you know, especially going forward is that they're gonna need, you know, I, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, they're really going to need. To take advantage, take advantage of situations like that. Like you know, say for example, right now, you know, one of the smart things or interesting things to do could have been to take Poe Dameron, let's say, and have a small Poe Dameron live action show. Maybe it's three, four episodes, half hour each, or whatever. But you take him and the sets. That are already built for Rise of Skywalker. You film like him going on a mission that may not have anything to do whatsoever with uh uh with Rise of Skywalker, but let's say the mission is him running into uh, uh first order TIE fighters.
1: Yeah.
0: And so it's kinda him in a dogfight, almost like those little things you used to see on the web where it was like short little uh uh vignettes or whatever, or a little like you know just shorts, really. Yeah. So you you put that you use the existing, you know, properties that you've built, the special effects, the sets, to have something exclusive and special for Disney Plus. Like I, like I'm surprised they don't do that, you know, for Marvel. You know, one of the things would be cool, you know, especially if they're going to do a sequel to Black Panther and, and and they're designing everything for Wakanda. Why not take that time to tell a story of a Black Panther that's not T'Challa? You know, talk right. about his father. You know, but you use the same sort of use the same sets, the same props, the same everything. You just change it up a little bit to then have an extra thing. And, and I don't see why we can't do that, you know, in the future. That if they've already cool. got it. Well, I mean, if you already got a Tatooine set, let's say, you know, how hard is it to change it up a little bit and have an hour short of Jabba the Hutt, let's say.
1: Well, I mean, you can do that. And like you were saying with Black Panther, even, that'd be really cool to have a series of a previous Black Panther in a different era. That'd be really it would cool. es- especially
0: especially when you start to hear about the stuff they did in the comics to where uh, Red Skull tried to take over Wakanda right.
1: yeah. so so
0: watching, you know, uh, you know w- especially with with the especially with the what is it? The atmosphere being what it is,. Uh, supremely racist Red Skull trying to take over Wakanda for their resources uh, versus, you know, an African nation would be compelling. Right. And it wouldn't take, you know, that may not be a movie somebody wants to see or people want to see, but they may like seeing four hours of it on Disney Plus. And it also is kind of there maybe to promote the movie coming out.
1: And I wonder if the Marvel series that they're going to have, Focusing on like Loki with Tom Hiddleston, and uh, uh, I, Anthony Mackie g- and Sebastian Stan are going to have one too, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Like if those are successful, uh, successful enough, I wonder if Disney might be more interested in grabbing Oscar Isaac for his own mini shot or something. Because like they're they're kind of giving Star Wars the attention in that they it, they, they give it the launch series which is huge, with Mandalorian. Um, And I wonder if they're going to give the individual character-based series to Marvel and see how those do. And if they're both successful, then they can just kind of start crossing all around from there. They could. I mean, we, we know Cassian's getting his own, but it's a little bit different, I think.
0: Well, yeah. And you won't always know, you won't always know right off the bat which character clicks. You couldn't necessarily do a Cassian and or uh, television show while you're making Rogue One because you don't know if anyone's going to give a crap. I mean, it was was almost borderline to where people might not give a crap as it is. I mean, yeah. He's not, you know, he's dead. We only saw him for one movie. He's not the most interesting character,
1: but he certainly has possibilities. I mean, I know I'm psyched for it, but I will be for pretty much... Any yeah, Star you, Wars series. Yeah, you know, we are. Yeah. So, I uh, don't know.
0: You know, it, it, could have, it could have been cool. You know, it could have been cool to, uh, when you had Mark Hamill around, there's a comic book coming out with, uh, with, you know, Mark Hamill, or sorry, Luke Skywalker, younger Luke Skywalker yeah. with, with younger Ben Solo versus the Knights of Wren. That oh, could that have been cover. a cover. It's a great cover, but that could have been an interesting, uh, half
1: hour uh, movie like here's how good that cover is okay i i mean i i can enjoy comic stuff but i i've never really followed any of the star wars comics i've never gotten any i never read them or anything like i i see things from time to time they look cool but it's just i mean i think they're great and i would you might even enjoy getting into them but i just never have I saw the cover for this one that you're talking about. and I'm like, holy crap! I need to at least buy that one. If nothing else, I just need this one. <laughs> it is that good looking,
0: right? The cover. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Anyway, and, and no, again, nothing, like then again, like again, I'm I'm interested in maybe even looking into them some more than I I have in the past. I just never really had an in with them, but um,
0: well, the comics are fun. All the ones that I've read are pretty fun, especially the Darth Vader ones. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I like those ones a lot. You know, I think the, I think the novels try more than the comics do. The comics are very specifically like, this is what happens after Empire, or this is what happens after Star Wars, but before Empire. And you know, the novels are like, this is the story of, you know, Galen Erso building the super weapon, right? And they they delve more into that type of stuff, right? You know, and, so... and for me, for me, everybody's got their own thing, but but for me. I personally don't really want to take the time to read about, you know, Black Spire or, or yeah. uh, uh, you know, the Alphabet Squadron. As, as cool as those books might be, if I only have so much limited time in my day, I'd rather read, you know, what Luke Skywalker did after A New Hope. That's yeah. more my type of thing.
1: No, I'm honestly, I agree with that, too. I mean, I, I enjoy the novels for sure. I mean, I think people know if you've listened for a while or something that, the Timothy Zahn novels especially the oh, yeah. um like those are huge like i love those things they're fantastic they, they were huge to me to dive deeper into this fan thing than i was before um well and
0: they're they're getting away real quick i, I know you got yeah. we're going to go to another topic they're getting away from that but you know perhaps once rise of skywalker is settled we're going to get that fill in from we're going to get more of that fill in from return of the jedi into until uh, uh yeah because they've been well, playing it very safe. We had a Leia novel, and I think that was we had aftermath, and then a Leia novel, and I think that's about it, right? Uh I think. I mean, uh, those
1: are those are the first ones to come to my head,
0: and not a whole lot, you know, about what Luke did, and, and certainly all, you know, these different things. But
1: and and, yeah, and like I said, and, and I'm similar to what you were saying, and that that is kind of more toward what I gravitate toward. That well, I think it's said toward twice. Anyway, um, toward what you gravitate toward. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like, like you're saying, like what happened? Or honestly, even for the ones that happened during the original trilogy between movies, like I'm I'm less concerned about the over explanation. I hate to call an, a novel an over explanation, but like there are some details that are just too expanded upon for me to really care too much. Like I'd rather just get the story concepts of what happened. I get I don't know I, I can't quite. Formulate how I feel about it, but um, do you get the, like do you go through them electronically or do you get them physically and flip the pages or how do you do it? Which ones are books? I mean, the comics. The, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, I purchased a few. I purchased a few uh, electronically. I purchased some of the um, actual, just you know, comic books, the loose comic books themselves. Yeah. But I'm going I really want to go through and get the hardcovers they're dirt cheap for the hardcovers really yeah i mean you know keep talking i'll I'll look one up but it's like especially with some of the darth vader ones it's like
1: really really
0: cheap for what you get you know and they're always on sale and especially they start dropping in price uh you know as um i think it gets closer and closer to christmas it gets cheaper and cheaper nice but i I think the darth like the darth so the darth vader marvel one uh huh. It, it's uh it's an omnibus, or they like, what they call it? there's so many different words omnibus. <laughs> um, there's omnibus. Such a cool name. Okay, so Darth <laughs> Darth Vader Volume One, right? Okay. Um, thirty nine bucks. Okay. Wait, yeah, thirty nine dollars, and that's not even from. Let me see. That's the hardcover. And that has what issues in it. Come on now. So it collects 12 issues. Okay. So if you were, that's the thing. If you were to buy these comic books monthly, they're like three bucks. Right. So, so basically just by not buying these every month, you're able to afford the, the hardcover, you know, and some of them, that's 12 issues. You've got one that's uh. So Darth Vader, volume one. Um I, I hate seeing prices for Kindle. It really messes me up. <laughs> it does. I and I have a, actually my eyes hurt far more uh reading this stuff. Yeah, it looks like most of the hardcovers are about you know about twenty something bucks. Yeah that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it definitely seems like it like it's worth it. Like this one, this one covers uh oh, and this one picks up directly after uh, Revenge of the Sith. It's 280 pages. I don't know how many com- how many issues that is, but it sounds like it's like at least 12 issues.
1: Yeah. And so like like now, I think I, I would, in theory, if I'm going to get into it anymore, I would need to find out more about the the cycle of like what once are current when they're being released, all that kind of stuff. Just.
0: Yeah, I mean, it yeah. would take a little a little bit of time to figure it all out. You know yeah. what it is, but uh, I definitely think it's worth it. Especially the one there's uh there's one out there that I've been meaning to read, but it's Mall and Cad Bane team up team up for something.
1: Oh yeah, that that sounds pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and I think it's got a uh, I don't. Know, it doesn't have a Saj Ventures, but Aura thing in there. So, you know, certain certainly they they do a lot of things that that I'd like to see that they never got around to in the in the comics or the cartoons or anything. Or so the
1: the, the other I'm just gonna kind of dive straight there the other thing that we're really going to be talking about for now is a somewhat familiar story which is guess what guys we've got some directors who are no longer working on star wars um we've had that happen this is at least the fourth or fifth okay we got josh trank we have colin trevorrow we have phil lord and chris miller um was ah this this was only a rumor. It was never officially announced, but the guy who did Logan, I can't remember his name right now. James Mangold. Yes, James Mangold. He was gonna do one.
0: He was gonna do Boba Fett.
1: Yeah. Um am you I know, we, we,
0: well we've got we've got uh Gareth Edwards pretty much had most of his movie reshot for him. That's true. Or a, or a lot of it reshot. And the only reason the only reason his name is probably not dragged through the mud or whatever. It's because he said, all right, do whatever you want to do.
1: <laughs> anyway, so this is a familiar story, right? And it's happened again. And for anybody who's been following it, you already are, of course, familiar with this. But um, the Game of Thrones create- showrunners, I'll say, um, who are just commonly referred to as D&D, they are no longer working on their Star Wars series uh, or trilogy for movies. And it has been uh, said that they would have focused on the origins of the Jedi for that trilogy. Um, but supposedly they, they leave on good terms. It is not uh, uh, a firing or anything or or where Kathy Kennedy was like, I can't work with these people. Get them out of here. It was not that. Um, and in fact, I think she even said, like, if they ever want to come back and we would love to work with them again in the future. So they're on good terms. They met with George Lucas in Italy about their series. Um, It just really seems like it wasn't going to work out right now, especially with their Netflix deal that they have going on. Um, So I guess, uh, Mark, of course, we're going to get your overall thoughts on this too. But once we're past that, I guess my next question to you is, do we still get that trilogy about the origins of the Jedi just with another director? Or do we completely scrap that and just find who wants to tell what story?
0: Oh, we're not scrapping that at all. Okay. Okay. Uh, whether or not it's a movie, or whether or not it's a series, or whether or not it's you know something else, they're they're not going, they're not getting rid of that. That's like the one of the things, the ace sort of cards they have up their sleeve. Yeah, you know, because because if you don't know, if you're like, okay, we we saw the formation of 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 the empire, we saw what happened after the empire so we can see what's after, after, after the Empire, and it's like, eh, maybe not. Maybe we go backwards. Backwards, you know, Knights of the Old Republic is uh, is very interesting as far as just the name itself. If you had a Knights of the Old Republic series or movie just on names alone, or or, or you know, people have heard of that, whether you play the game or not. Yeah. It's certainly something that, you know, they would like to do. Now this wouldn't be that, this would be pre that, right? Uh,
1: Yeah, it would have to
0: be. I'm not familiar, I'm not familiar with Knights of the Old Republic, but I assume that they've been Knights at that point, so the Jedi has already
1: formed. Right.
0: So this would have been, this would have been pre that. You know, and so this is something that you do to get to that point. So I, I don't think it's done. And in a lot of ways, I think, I really think that's where where uh, Lucasfilm is making mistakes. You know, it... You it seems Well, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I get the idea that they want to work with popular or exciting filmmakers. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. But in a situation like this, this is sort of a... It's like a house style, you know? Um, talking about D&D, they... So they started the show, Game of Thrones. Uh, They took the idea. I mean, They they read the books. They read Game of Thrones or or Song of Ice and Fire. They liked them. They went to George uh, Martin and said, hey, you know, we really like this. We'd like to take it to HBO. It should be a series. Apparently, it was a great dinner because he said, yeah, go for it. They were able to, you know, convince people at HBO that they were the right people to do it. Uh, they did it, and it turned out really well. I mean, there were definitely some hiccups. Uh, the, the apparently the original pilot is infamous. I'd love to see it, but you can only hear rumors of of how bad it was. And some of, <laughs> and some of the some of the scenes actually still exist uh, in episode one. But the the thing, you know, the thing about all of that is that at some point when they started hiring directors. You know, one of the most famous directors for them is a guy named Miguel Sapochnik. He's a fantastic director. He's gonna be doing the new Game of Thrones spinoff as a showrunner and director, but he was doing flourishes with his first episode. You know, he was doing dissolves from, you know, this this character's head to look like this thing, you know, because he was trying his style out and Mm -hmm. the dealings went to the showrunners. And they said, no, come here, let's have a talk. None of this stuff. We want every episode to look like it was directed by the same person. Doesn't matter whether you directed a movie, you directed, you know, nothing. We want everything to look like the same from start to finish. Right. Because they wanted it to have a sense of cohesion.
1: Yeah, and consistency.
0: And, right, and I think that's Lucasfilm's... Problem right now is that you know if, if you want to have like especially the movies you almost want to have one person write it and then divvy it out to directors to direct you know with the original trilogy it, well yeah absolutely they've still got a showrunner uh, with with feloni and, and you know Favre. and uh, Favreau you know but look at the look at the original trilogy George Lucas directed the first one. Right. He wrote the second with help. He wrote the third with help. He had other people direct it. He didn't right. have, you know, he didn't have famous directors uh, you know, like Coppola or Spielberg or whoever directed. He had journeymen who knew what they were doing. Now, yeah, obviously, in my point. opinion, yeah, Kat didn't. I mean, in my opinion, God, uh, um, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> who, who directed? Oh, Kirshner. Uh, yeah, Kirshner's, Kirshner. A, Kirshner's a better director than Marquand for, for Jedi. Plain and simple. But still- I mean, I
1: yeah, I mean, you are right. As a director, he's better. It's still hard because Jedi is my favorite of them all, but I he'll I as a director, the, yeah.
0: Here's the other problem um, with with Jedi. They use different cameras and different film stock. And part of it just doesn't look as good as the other films. And it's not Mark Wan's fault. It's just that they went with something that didn't turn out to be the best, you know, solution at the end.
1: Now, this is something that took entirely too long, but finally, I did watch Dunkirk not that long ago. Oh, what'd um, you it, it was good? I was distracted by the film change that kept happening back and forth.
0: Oh, you mean the the larger the IMAX ratio and all that? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, it doesn't jar me that much when you actually watch it in IMAX.
1: Oh, I see. Well, yeah, I watched it at
0: home. I get it. I get it. But but at least, you know, with those three, they have a you know, at least with the original trilogy, they have a style with the prequels. They have a style. You know, we need to have that going forward. If you want a trilogy about the rise of the Jedi, then you need to hire people to write that story. Now, granted, when a director comes in, he may sit there and say, okay, this works a little bit better and that works a little better. But you need to have more than just the bones laid out. And then you hire people who are good at doing it. They're not doing that. They're hiring, you know, superstars, A-listers.
1: Yeah. People people who are going to put their own stamp on it. Like their own branding that's already familiar.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you look at at the Russo brothers. The Russo brothers are arguably the best directors marvel but they started with uh community right
1: yeah well uh, that kind of gets me to my next point which is i was going to ask you you're making a lot of good points with all this so if you are kathy kennedy right now <laughs> what, what what would you be looking for i mean if you have anybody specific in mind great but what would you be looking for in the person to start the trilogy on the foundations of the jedi
0: uh, I wouldn't look at anybody in particular. You know, what, honestly, honestly, I would, I would take, I would have Floney do it. I would have Floney work w- with a group of people on it. Okay. And, and and just and just bang out the story beats. You know, because not to compare everything to Marvel, but Marvel has like a a screenwriter sort of uh, uh internship. You know, and what they do is they have writers. Who get paid. Who come in and they pick a property that they like. Or that they think can be made into a movie. And they write a screenplay on it. And they research it. And if it's good. That screenplay. Uh, you know, Moves on farther let's say. So there was a lady. I don't forget her name. She's the one that picked Guardians of the Galaxy original. Uh-huh. She wrote a screenplay about it. She didn't get any credit for it. Because apparently the screenplay that. Um, that James Gunn did was different enough that You know, the guild didn't think that she deserved any credit, right. but what what these things do is it lets Marvel know that, hey, there is something here, right. Let's have somebody expand it further. so you're saying in the meantime,
1: get, get Feloni to do the same thing, would we'll just get a bunch of different ideas with different writers and see what sticks.
0: Yeah, or kind of start it. Like start a writer's room for Star Wars. I mean, that's what I thought the story group was. I thought the story group was to basically say, hey, you know what? You know what would be a great idea? A movie about the Rise of the Jedi. Let's hire some people to go bang on some screenplays, and then we can correct them and steer them in the right direction based on the lore.
1: I don't that, know what the story seem, group does. I mean, that did seem to be their point when they were first introduced to us, and it, it seems like they kind of turned more into a canon checker.
0: Right, and it's like that's not really a story group then, is it?
1: I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe it's entirely different on the inside of the story group, you know, maybe works entirely differently, but that's how it seems to us. We, Since we don't really know. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think we're ever going to know. But. Right. You know, I, I honestly
0: think that's the way that they need to go. And, and if you, you know, obviously they didn't, they didn't have somebody come to them and go, I want to make an Obi-Wan show. And they go, really? Well, pitch us on it. Instead, it was like, you know, we need to make an Obi-Wan show. They hire writers. They hire directors. And then it is a product of Lucasfilm. It is yeah. not, you know, it is not J.J. Abrams' Star Wars presented by Lucasfilm. Right. It is, you bring in a good director to pre- to direct pretty much what Lucasfilm has given you. That's kind of what Marvel does with, they're getting away away from it a little bit as they have more and more successes.
1: You yeah. Know,
0: Taika Waititi's uh, Thor Ragnarok would not have happened if there wasn't successes before it. Right. But Marvel decided to go straight with Ragnarok and be like, yes, Last Jedi, here you go. And it's, people are like, ah, what? <laughs> I'm not used to... You haven't got me to this point yet where I'm ready to accept this. Right. So, that's my opinion on it. I I, I think... You know, D&D leaving, I understand why it happened. I honestly think that in a perfect world, they would have already started on on their their show. You know, they never even said that they were going to be directing it. Uh, they yeah. never mentioned that there were going to be three, you know, movies. I always kind of got the impression that they were going to be showrunners for a, a series or for a movie, that they would help get it going with some ideas. They'd hire writers to take care of it. And then you know, they'd kind of oversee it, you know. Well,
1: they'd be like, re- like "Good." I seem to this is based off of my memory, but I seem to remember that that's how their conversation started. That Kathy Kennedy went to them looking to see if they wanted to be showrunners for a series, and then when they were talking about, they're like, "No, we want to, we want movies. <laughs> like, we want to do a trilogy," and then it kind of evolved into what it was up until now.
0: Right, but but with the but with the relative failure box office wise. Of solo, everything throws that into disarray. You know, you've got, you've got. They announced two trilogies at the same time. They announced Ryan Johnson's trilogy. They announced this new series of movies from, from uh, D and D of Game of Thrones. And then everyone's like, well, when are these movies coming out? And then they only announced that there's going to be a new movie every other year, right? I think it was. Yeah. And that every. Every other Christmas would be an Avatar film, and so it's like, well, when if if D and D are first, when are we getting Ryan Johnson's trilogy? Because they're not going to do, you know, D and D's movie, then Johnson's movie two years later, then four years, you know, four years after the first, thing, that's going to confuse everybody. So what's going on? Yeah,
1: well, I think even even still, Ryan Johnson is still in talks with Lucasfilm about his movie. It still hasn't even fully moved forward. Well, yet. sure. Sure, but but in the
0: meantime, you've got behind the scenes that I don't think anybody really knew what was going on. Iger said that the D and D guys were first, but still there was some some question about it. And so they're sitting around off the success of Game of Thrones, and it's like, well, what are we doing? <laughs> you know. And then in the meantime, you hear, oh, guess what? Feige's going to do a movie, and they're they're probably like, yeah. what? We've, we're holding off. We got a deal over here. We just signed for 250 million with Netflix. You know, we only have so long a shelf life before people think that people already think that we suck based on the, the season finale of Game of Thrones. So I think they just kind of left and said, you know, we're gonna go do this other thing. I, we don't even. I don't even think that they're. The minute Feige was announced, I don't think that they were gonna be before him.
1: Well, I was going to say, I, I actually don't see this happening, but how would you feel if Kevin Feige is the one to do the story of the origins of the Jedi?
0: Oh, I think that's fantastic.
1: I mean, I imagine it'd be great. I, I feel like that's might not be what he would gravitate toward as far as his... I mean, I don't know, because we haven't really seen his Star Wars side yet. Um, Robert
0: Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and Chris Hemsworth as Jedi. I'm ready.
1: And Samuel Jackson as not Mace Windu, but a Jedi. <laughs>
0: He he could be a uh, face window like his older 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 grandfather. Nice, yeah. Or Mac window. Oh, I mean, okay. The the e didn't exist
1: in the language yet. <laughs> well, I, I and I'm know. I'm curious. I mean, this is diving way deeper than than it's worth at this point. But I'm curious too with this concept of the origins. Um, is this. Even like pre lightsabers yet, or if they are lightsabers, are they like the hardwired ones like they used so to I have? Hope with they're, like the, I hope they're just down backpack. and
0: dirty. I hope they're down and dirty. I hope I hope the spaceships almost look like giant, uh, uh, you know, pirate ships sailing.
1: Like I hope the opening scene is like some guy just like randomly walking around, and like rocks just start levitating around him. He's like, "What the crap is happening?" Yeah, <laughs> I would, would love
0: awesome. to. I I would love to see all that.
1: You know, and at this point. If if D.D. actually
0: sat down with George Lucas in, in Italy to discuss the origins of the Jedi as he saw it, I mean, that bums me out that we're not getting that because they're actually doing their homework.
1: Yeah, and that would be but some the, good stuff, most likely.
0: Right, but the only other person that I trust at that point with this thing would be Filoni. Filoni, and, and Filoni probably knows a decent amount of it anyway, just from yeah. sitting around with, with Lucas. But, man, imagine if if you got, you know... Filoni to just pick his brain, and and and, or even, good lord, even have a uh, Favreau do it. So, yeah, well, it sounds I, like it sounds like Mandalorian's on autopilot.
1: I was gonna say, like I, I, I'm holding out judgment at this point because we have Dave Filoni directed episodes of The Mandalorian coming, so I'm I'm looking for I, I'm optimistic, but I'm not gonna say this for sure until I've seen them but if they're successful I'm going to be all on board the day Filoni train of taking everything over <laughs> as far as like being the new George Lucas like that's fine if these episodes are successful um if they're questionable or if they're just like eh not my not my thing but you know whatever we'll see but I'm pretty sure it'll, it'll be fine and I'm I'm, I already, just, I'm I already, interested
0: I already think that when Kathleen Kennedy steps down uh, the successor it Should be Favreau as it is, Favreau. Yeah, I think so. I think he knows what he's doing. Huh. As far as, I mean, I mean, look at what he's done with with. You know, he's pretty much responsible for starting the MCU. You know, he he's executive producer on just about every, uh, every Marvel movie. He's able to he's able to sort of have his own studio and and do this whole thing pretty dirt cheap, as far as um, as far as Mandalorian he did. He did uh, Lion King, billion-dollar movie. He did, you know, yeah, uh, Jungle Book. I don't know if it did a billion, but, you know, he certainly has a good working relationship with Iger. He has a great working relationship with Faggy. He's like family within Disney. He has worked on Star Wars. He's worked, you know, with Filoni. And so I can honestly see him sort of taking that role. And taking under people, you know, taking people under his wing to make Star Wars films. That's, of course, if she chooses not to be there anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean that's or- a good—that's a good point. I hadn't really considered him even as somebody who could potentially step into that role. But that—those are all good points showing why he might.
0: Hey, as it is now, you know, he's—he's he's a fan. He's—he's—he's he's part of the universe. So huh. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because as it is now, you, you you know darn well that 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 he helped Filoni with the directing. Right. You know, I'm sure there's, there's flourishes that are very much, uh, Filoni's and Filoni will start to recognize more and more of them as we see more and more things he directs. Yeah. But you know, Hey, here's what you do. Here's how you set up a camera or here's how you, what you tell the actors. And, and, you know, just like George Lucas took Filoni under his wing to sort of, you know, shepherd him into the Star Wars lore, into knowing right. know, the Star Wars universe, you know, Favreau kind of took, yeah, Favre took him under his wing to show him about filmmaking. Yeah. It seemed like they're having a great time together.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And and honestly, if if Star Wars becomes just a strictly, you know, mostly a TV series, different <laughs> TV series, I'm, I think I'm cool with that.
1: Again, if I mean, it's, if it's I've, the I've quality means, that we seem to be getting with The Mandalorian, then absolutely, yeah.
0: And I, and I would like them to do what they've done before with, with other shows. You know, give me the first episode or first two episodes on the big screen. That'd be cool. You know, I mean, it would really be like, you know, let's say it's the original trilogy. You only get to watch A New Hope on the big screen, but then you go home and you watch Empire and Jedi.
1: You know, might even look into... Now, Mandalorian's coming in next week. Yeah. Some people might want to check some local theaters because there are some... You know, they, they'll show a football game on Sunday. You know? So you might... I, I don't know how the contracts and stuff work, but maybe somebody out there might be showing or streaming live the pilot for Mandalorian in the theater.
0: Yeah, it, they're probably not. I think it's a big deal.
1: Well, I, like I, I mean, it, it would take a lot of work to work it out contractually, where you would have to, I think, have a ticket price because of the price of Disney Plus, and, and that might be too complicated to really be worth it. But it's a cool concept.
0: Well, it's like Jason from, you know, Making Star Wars and I, uh, we went and saw, what was it? Battlestar Galactica Razor. It was, I think it was at the, the start of the second or the third season. Uh, it was like two or three episodes put together. Um... And it was in the theater. And it had flashbacks to old salons and all that. And it was really cool. But they had it, like, for one night. You got tickets and you got to go see it in a theater. And it was awesome. Yeah. You know, that was the only type of real sci-fi or fantasy that was on TV at that time. So it's like, oh, I get to see Battlestar Galactica in a theater on the big screen. It was fantastic. You know, I will pay money to go see <laughs> Mandalorian episodes one and two, let's say. And still purchase Disney Plus. Yeah, you know, uh, I'll do it for Obi Wan. I'll do it for Cassian Andor. I'll I'll do all this stuff. I don't understand why they don't take advantage of it.
1: Well, again, maybe it's, it's a, because it's infuriating.
0: Well,
1: may, <laughs> maybe like the process of it all to coordinate with individual theaters and get the contracts right. No. Because, you, know, you have to have all that. They feel like no. it might not be worth it for the number of people who are going to show up to it
0: really you think so people uh, dude i paid to see meet joe black just to watch the phantom menace trailer
1: well yeah but i'm just saying like from disney's perspective the entire reason that they have disney plus is to go straight to your home so it's kind of right, self-defeating almost... to go to the theater i mean i think it would be cool but i'm saying from their perspective they might think why are we sending it to a theater for the first few it's the
0: circle of life <laughs> You want people to still you want as Disney a big portion of your uh, of your revenue still comes from the theaters. So you still want people to go to theaters and you still then want people to get Disney Plus. So imagine 10% of the people that go see Mandalorian the new Star Wars in the theater, right? Yeah. Imagine 10% of those people don't have Disney Plus, right? Okay. And imagine 5% of those people go, "Well, hell, I want to know how the story turns out. I'm going to get Disney Plus."
1: Or, it's already and, paid, it's already a win. Or even like people who are on the fence, who are like, you know, "Oh, that might be cool, but we'll give it whatever and then they see it and they're like, "Oh no, yeah, I got to have this."
0: Well, cuz you've also heard that a lot of people, you know, I think the majority of people, the number one movie of all time until recently was Titanic, right? Or was it Avatar? Uh, I think it was Avatar. Either way, I remember reading that the vast majority of people saw Titanic on home video, and of the people that saw it at home, the vast majority of people saw it like on HBO or TNT or stuff like that. Right. So even though it's the it was the number one film of all time at one point. Most people still saw it in the privacy of their own homes, and, so, and most people saw it for free. They didn't even buy the Blu-ray or anything. They saw it on like broadcast television or or HBO or something. So anything you can do to sort of meld these worlds together, it, almost, it isn't it almost advertising too, like free advertising.
1: That's what I was gonna say. Is like that's a great marketing tool to get more people interested in your uh, your product, being Disney Plus, right. I don't know. Well, what do I know? <laughs> uh, it's a guy, guy who chills at home, talks on a podcast for free. <laughs> well, I was going to say, again, I, I support They do it. I support it. I'll be there to watch it in the theater. I just, um, it's a cool idea. I I guess I would be surprised if they do it, though. Oh, well, yeah. I, I think eventually they will at some point. You know,
0: I, I think one of the main problems right now might be the relationship that they have with studios. Like, I want to go see The Irishman from Martin Scorsese in a theater.
1: Yeah, it I was, was released. about
0: that. It was released November 1st. Oh, what? It is Yeah, it's only in a few theaters in Hollywood in my area. It doesn't show up in Orange County until November 27th, when it's already on Netflix. And it only shows up at a sort of retro, independent uh,
1: cinema. Well, because when I saw oh. the trailer for that, I thought it was a theater movie. And then it said something about streaming on Netflix at the end. I'm like, oh, oh, OK. All right. No, they're, they're showing they're showing it in theaters, obviously, so that it could be uh,
0: up for Oscar contention. Right. But I think at the same time, the theaters are like, you know what? Screw you, Netflix. We're not going <laughs> we're to we're show your movie. And so perhaps that's the situation with, you know, Disney, that they're like, you want us to show a Disney streaming show in our theater so that people can then go back home and pay you money?
1: You know? Are we a joke to you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't know. It, it, the landscape of movies is changing so much, it's hard to figure out what's going on. Netflix might be dying. I, I, I don't know. Dude, maybe they don't have. They haven't turned a profit. They just spent two hundred fifty million on The Irishman. Yeah. You I honestly, mean, as as much as I love Scorsese films, Goodfellas is in my top five movies of all time. I
1: love that film. Uh, yeah, Irishman. How is that going to make two hundred fifty million? Well, yeah, I was going to say, we have so, like, there was a time when it was Netflix, that was it. But now you got so much, especially now with Disney Plus and Apple uh, TV, wherever it is, coming out. And then we still have Netflix, we've got Hulu, um, HBO, HBO. HBO. Yeah, I mean, HBO has theirs. I mean, everybody, it's CBS, like, it seems like everybody's starting to come out with their own streaming thing. And Netflix has got some major competition now. Oh, yeah, big time. Especially and, and, in in regards to original content.
0: Well, and then the sad thing is, is that is that you know, when Disney starts bundling, Hulu with, you know, their their subscription for a dirt cheap amount, you know, Hulu is probably going to be the place where all the acquired Fox properties go. Yeah, you know, you're not going to see Die Hard on Disney Plus, but you're going to see Die Hard and Aliens and Predator and and whatever else on. Uh, on Hulu. Right. But there's going to be a certain point that they're just not going to be producing the things that you want. You know, uh, Netflix is making the Dark Crystal to get people to watch it. But if but if Disney looks and goes, do we really need to make an Aliens TV show? I mean, we already got people watching Hulu for live action television. Do we really need more? You know, there's we're going to reach a plateau to where they're just like, ah. It's a golden age right now.
1: <laughs> I mean, it kind of is as far as... It there's, is. There's a big transition happening right now in media, um, which is from the theater to the home and even from the TV to the home. I wanna, I, this sounds kind of weird to say, it, but I mean from live TV stations to the home. I, I don't even know how well TV series are doing anymore, like a, a primetime CBS Sitcom. I don't know how well that's doing in comparison to something like The Mandalorian. That's going to be interesting to see too.
0: Oh yeah, but I don't think we'll ever know those things exactly.
1: Maybe not. You know, you there there are people who I'm sure are going to look into it and try to find ways to get that report out. You never know, but okay. So maybe you can try to compare like, the Nielsen ratings to whatever numbers get released about Mandalorian. Cause I'm sure they're going to release something, at least for the pilot and so on. Unless it's underperforming. I don't know. I don't think they will. <laughs> I don't think they will. We'll find out. I mean, again, this all starts next week. Not necessarily the numbers, but the, the show itself starts next week. Tuesday, November 12th. Which is, if you're listening to this episode of the day it's released, it's a week from today that the Mandalorian is being release and then we have our pilot for it so yeah.
0: um two episodes then, next week
1: and then the uh, and then the friday yeah which means i they haven't even announced uh, how to get this bundle yet have they with hulu
0: yeah
1: not that i know of when
0: they've announced that there's gonna be a bundle with hulu but it,
1: can i buy it right now can i reserve it <laughs> I, I i'm not aware of it but come on tim to know these things well you know what? I, before we go just for you we will do a quick google search to see what our answer is so so
0: just to wrap it up I, I am I'm very disappointed that uh, D&D will not be doing Star Wars it's not the end of the world you know I, here's the thing that a lot of people online don't seem to understand which kind of bothers me mm-hmm. um Star Wars is bigger than any one creator. The only thing, the only person that's not bigger than is George Lucas. So Star Wars is bigger than Ryan Johnson. Sorry, people. Star Wars is also bigger than D and D. Star Wars yeah. is bigger than Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Star Wars is Star Wars exists without these people. So if you're more in love with the idea of Ryan Johnson doing Star Wars than you are in love with Star Wars being done by anybody, then maybe this is not the fandom for you. You know, I don't place D&D above Star Wars. God, I would have loved to watch their Star Wars. But, okay, they're not doing it. There's going to be another Star Wars comes along that I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch Obi-Wan. I'm going to watch Cassian. I'm going to watch Mandalorian. I'm going to watch Rise of Skywalker. I'm going to watch every single Ryan Johnson movie, if it gets made, in the theater opening night. And the thing is, is that dancing and, and being excited that these people were taken off Star Wars or that we're not getting a Star Wars show makes zero sense. What are you a fan of?
1: Which, by the way, is are... a quick, quick aside. I'm looking forward to Knives Out. That looks awesome.
0: Yeah, I'll see it.
1: And I think I saw somewhere that Ryan Johnson was partly inspired by the uh, fan. Response: a section of the fan base for Star Wars responding to him for The Last Jedi. Hey, so, but
0: but you get,
1: you get my point, right? Yeah, I do. I do want to let you know that what I'm seeing about the Disney Plus Hulu ESPN bundle is really just announcing that it exists and that it's $12.99, uh, $12.99 a month. Right, um, where is it? Things. But like, even here it says, here's how to sign up for a Disney Plus Hulu bundle. Okay. Um, uh, I think it, my understanding is that it says you can't do it yet until Disney officially owns everything, which I guess they don't yet. I don't. I guess you stop. You stop me in the middle of my rant. You know, I'm going. <laughs> hey, you know what? Feel free to to wrap it up. I
0: don't know if I can. <laughs> I mean,
1: Sorry, if you can I then. I'm my dog. the uh. No,
0: I, I mean I mean just ulti- ultimately I don't think you know if if they cancel if they cancel let's say Ryan Johnson had a really cool idea and they cancel I'm going to be I'm going to be sad because I would have liked to see that idea. Right. You know I, I I joke here and there about broom boy or whatever but I I was still entertained by the last Jedi. It may not be my favorite but it's still Star Wars.
1: It's still Star Wars. It's still good and it's not like it, it's not even a bottom Definitely not a bottom two for me for sure. I mean, right? Because it, it's got a lot of really good things to it. There are things I would have done differently if I had been in charge of the movie. Sure, but but, pe- I but like people, it. people, people I mean, are like, oh yes, no D&D, which means we get Ryan Johnson. It's like you
0: guys, this may stop us from getting a Ryan Johnson. Face. Yeah, we don't know what the situation is behind the scenes. Yeah, don't be so excited that Star Wars is being canceled. <laughs> You know, it, it makes zero sense. I remember when there was no Star Wars.
1: Yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah, that was uh, late October, right in twenty twelve, when they announced uh, Episode Seven and the Disney buyout yeah, of Lucasfilm. So. Yeah, was, like was it Halloween? Or, like the thirtieth or the thirty first? No, think? I think it was before that. I thought it was like the twenty eighth, maybe. It was yeah, it was somewhere around there.
0: Um, it's hard. It's hard to tell now because if you type in things like. You know, Disney announces Star Wars. It's like Disney announces Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. It's like, No, I don't want that. I want old stuff.
1: Okay, I'm looking it up. Disney buys Lucasfilm for $4 billion October 30th, 2012. Oh, okay. Wow. So, yeah, it's been seven years now.
0: Damn, time flies.
1: Yeah. Uh, wow. Anyway, all right. Hey, speaking of time flies. In two months, we, as a podcast, we're going to be four years old. I'm fine. <laughs> I know, right? Like, what the crap? I just heard to me the other day. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> we were two months away from being four You've been, been
0: planning on the anniversary.
1: Oh, and the thing is, and you and I have been doing this for even longer, if we go back to Castle Run Radio before this. That's true. So you and I have already passed four years, but this show is coming up on four years.
0: I remember being in a hotel uh I think in Vegas when Noah or you texted me asked me if I could do the show and I was like, No, nah, I can't, I'm busy, I'm like on vacation or whatever. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah. And that was before that. I think it was in yeah, I think it was in
1: Vegas. Oh, hold on, my my dog just realized my wife is home. Go ahead, Tim talk. <laughs> um Man, see now you put me in the spot. There was something I had to say, and I'm trying to remember what it is. That's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, we're we're coming up on on four years here in a couple months, which is really cool because when we started this, honestly, it was one of those episode by episode. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see where this goes. Um, and so far it's gone okay enough that I mean, honestly, Mark and I just enjoy talking, <laughs> just between the two of us. If anybody else wants to listen, that's awesome. So, uh. I think we'll still be here for a little bit more, at least. Again, there's there's no set plans as far as where this is going to go or anything, but we'll be here. So if you want to continue listening to us, let us know. Or if you have thoughts that you want to give to us, you can send those in. We're always happy so, to receive those.
0: We are here till at least next year this time because I need to try and use podcast 287 clout to get me into the sold out <laughs> Star Wars celebration. There you go. It worked. It works for you. It works for me. Now let it work for me. You at least had the backup of having tickets. I have no backup. Yeah, you know,
1: Like that, I kind of had mixed feelings because on the one hand, it was like, yeah, well, I had the backup guaranteed to be going no matter what. But at the same time, I'm like, wow, what a waste of money. Right. (laughs) You know?
0: Well, I'm going to be there either way, you know. Uh, They're not going to be at the convention either way. I'm going to, there's a couple of people that I want to have drinks with. Yeah. So I'll be there in the evening or whatever. Which which might be a hell of a lot of fun, anyways.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: But yeah, you know, I think I'm gonna try and use the cloud. I, we certainly don't get screener copies of anything, right? You know, I would have liked to get a screener copy or or like, you know, send me the art books. Oh, and here's the other thing: when did I get a Mandalorian art? You know, or or, or a Mandalorian soundtrack?
1: That all this kind of going under the radar right now.
0: But I mean, do am I going to have to wait years to get the, what is it? So my favorite things I've talked about before in the show, I love the soundtracks, I love the concept art books, and I love those stupid visual dictionaries or whatever. Where's my Mandalorian visual dictionary? Are they going to wait a couple seasons before they do it? Are they just going to incorporate it into something else?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to find, yeah. I mean, they, they don't really have many... Of our standard marketing, not marketing, but materials, like the soundtrack and stuff, even listed anywhere.
0: It doesn't even show showing up. No. Yeah. I mean, it, here's what's sad. The Mandalorian's going to get a theme before Boba Fett got it.
1: <laughs> Unless they're going to kill two Boba birds Fett. with one stone. Yeah. I don't know. I hope we don't hear something bad about
0: about uh, good old Bulba. <laughs> something big supposedly happens first episode.
1: Possible. I mean, yeah, th- that is what we've been hearing. And, and yeah, I want to mention real quick as a, I guess a final thing probably that um, Anthony Bresnikan seems to be back. He has been posting for Star Wars stuff on Vanity Fair. And it was really cool to see him back with things. Um, I, I was happy. He's always, he's been a little bit of a, like a staple in the Star Wars fan community. So having it be getting back to this time of year, having a Star Wars movie coming up, having a Star Wars TV show coming up and having an Anthony Bresnikin report on it just feels right. <laughs> so um happy that he's back covering it again. And uh, just to reiterate, this time next week, The Mandalorian, watch it.
0: Yeah, and one other thing. Lay off Anthony Daniels. Leave the guy alone. If you're if you're going after him and picking on him or talking smack about him, question Who's your fandom. Oh, come on. Google it. He said he was disappointed basically that he didn't he was disappointed that he or some of the older Characters didn't get more screen time. Oh. And you know where that leads. Well, I I I say I don't give a crap about C3PO because I.
1: (sighs) (laughs) But, you know. Well, he kind of said that before, but at Celebration, he made it really seem like that didn't really apply for this movie and that he's really getting more of. More of a shot in this one. Well,
0: then maybe I ran across it. Uh, I don't think it's old. I'll have to look at it again. You know, people. are...
1: You know, sometimes people read old news and they just go crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he, maybe he did say that again for this one, but. That, well, it's not... hard
0: to it's hard to say because I I have I have such
1: a tight filter on my, uh,
0: you know, on my Star Wars Twitter that I don't see things from either side for the most part. I don't see the people that would be mad at Anthony Daniels and I don't see the people who would be defending him, you know, against these people. It's rare that I come into contact with any of that stuff.
1: The most recent thing that I saw on Anthony Daniels was where he uh, was saying he had like a book tour or something. And he said that he was talking to JJ about the rise of Skywalker and asked if he if 3PO was going to be getting a fitting end or something like that. And basically, like if he was going to have a death scene or whatever. And JJ's reply was not on my watch. So that's the most recent thing that I've heard. <laughs> Honestly, I, I would, I would love a live
0: action droid series.
1: I mean, that that could be pretty cool. I, I mean, you have cool. to have a really compelling story to match it nah. but it could be cool.
0: Like the stupid little, stupid little one-offs that they did in Clone Wars where They yeah. were just doing some, something. Some that of them didn't you... work for me.
1: Some of them did. Some of them yeah. didn't.
0: But weren't you happy to have them, whether they worked or not?
1: That's the I thing. mean, kind of. But at the same time, I was like, no, let's get back to the to the main story I care about. <laughs> so, okay. but but if it's if it's like a two hour
0: or hour or half hour live action droids thing, you know, uh, on Disney Plus, and you don't like one of the episodes, what's well, a hurt?
1: I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. I just feel like in order for it to really be worth it, you would have to find some sort of compelling story, which which shouldn't be too hard to do if you get the right person to do it. But I mean, that that's kind of the case for anything, though. At this point, that I mean, Disney Plus, theaters, wherever it is, they do need to watch what they're what they're doing. In that, they need to have the right talent behind it. If they do, it'll be successful. No concerns. If they don't. I mean, we'll have to see what happens. The good news is that they do have this medium now with Disney Plus where they can maybe take a little bit more, I don't want to say risk, but more chances and and do things, explore areas they might not normally, which pleases us as fans because we get more content and and more areas explored of of the lore that we might not have otherwise. And um, we give them money, so everyone's happy.
0: Okay, so here's what it said, just so we know. And and people like to spin this stuff, too, so it could be how it's spun as an article. But it was uh, from the Daily Express, who I think to stir stuff up. Yeah. But it's uh, Star Wars 9, C-3PO Anthony D'Angelo reveals his disappointment with the new films. And then... It's also he's fine with another taking on the role. Uh and you it know like it's just express really uh bait and stuff they probably got a decent amount of clicks from it
1: Like i've, I've seen before where they've had especially with star wars some clickbaity things that aren't even they're misrepresented in, or uh, misrepresented in the uh, headlines but see the sad thing is about this
0: is all it takes is for for him to say something that's generally not that big of a deal right and then yeah. somebody's like yes let's make clickbait and so the people who are big sequel defenders are like, you know what? Screw Anthony Daniels. He's pointless anyway. C-3PO sucks. And then it, all it takes <laughs> is the people who are like, you know, prequel or excuse me, sequel haters to go, oh, yeah, screw you. Ryan Johnson sucks. And so before you know it, it's like two sides are going, what? I, I kind of like C-3PO. What's the problem? Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't take much to really rile up each side against
1: each other. And and then you have people like me who are sitting there going, "Hey guys, I like all the Star Wars."
0: Hey, how how long until we have a uh, uh, like Star Wars hooligans like uh, like like soccer? <laughs> like uh... people walking around, you know, like with Ryan Johnson shirts on, and other people walking around with like Irv, you know Kirshner shirts on, and like whenever they see each other, they just start warring.
1: Like a, what's it? The team. Edward and Team Jacob or yeah, whatever?
0: Yeah. yeah. Just fighting, fighting for uh, my Star Wars is better than your Star Wars, and,
1: and we're going to beat the crap out of each other over it. It might happen. You say how long. I think we're pretty much there. <laughs> That's true. We just don't have bloodshed yet. Yet. So hopefully we don't. Hopefully. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> um you, yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll have a very interesting episode next week because guess what? We're going to have for the first time ever in history, we're going to have a live action Star Wars television show in existence.
0: But we record on Monday. Or do we? I know I'm confused.
1: I'm confused, too. Maybe we'll say something about that in the next week.
0: Yeah, you better figure it out, Tim. <laughs>
1: All right, I think we're good though. And if yeah. if you're interested, just keep track of our Twitter account. Yep. Which yep, is yep, at, yep. at podcast seven.
0: We don't even say that anymore. Yeah, we don't.
1: We ah, suck at you, our own marketing. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, you know, if you're here, the biggest, the biggest, the biggest marketing boost we had was when uh, I did those. I tweeted out those John Boyega cereal. Yeah.
1: And yep. you know how many people followed us because of that? I, I don't know the number, but I did see it going up. Yeah, I think it went up like three. <laughs> no, it was it was more than that. I don't know. It wasn't a ton though. No, but I did know. I, I did notice it
0: went up though. It surely got more engagement. It's over. Eh. Star Wars is dead.
1: This <laughs> <was our podcast. laughs> star wars is dead our podcast is dead be back next week everybody when we as a podcast talk about the new live action series (laughs) we'll be here all right see ya actually more like hear ya but whatever
0: Bye.